pre-show. Konnichiwa. Thank um, you for having us. Thanks for joining us. If you're on YouTube, thanks for watching YouTube. Thanks for watching YouTube. And thanks for all those that listen to us too. We always forget. People actually Majority listen. of the people that listen to this podcast do not watch it. We always get, I at uh, least, always get bogged down by YouTube and YouTube comments and everything. Like, we just got to remember that most of the people are listening. So thank you for listening as well. So like on Podbean? Spotify? Yeah, on Podbean, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them are actually Spotify and uh, uh, iTunes. Sick. So for the people that are watching, Jordan is... Dead, unfortunately. <laughs> we just... <laughs> R.I.P. We're bigger and better things. Jordan is performing live as we speak. He does plan on coming back, but our guess is by the time he comes back, we'll we probably be, be done. Fishing, uh, finishing the pod. Yeah. Uh, but I think he'll do the up late. He will. He will. He may as well if he's here. He'll do the up late. There's a very good chance that uh, there's a couple of mates that are at the show that will try to hunt him down. And annoy him. <laughs> so he'll, he'll probably be late, but he'll make the up late for sure. But uh, doesn't he have that COVID excuse to get the fuck out of there real quick? You haven't met our high school friends. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he'll be stuck. There. They don't give a shit. We probably wouldn't even be able to do up late. Nah, with nah, him. nah. We will. We will. Because his high school friends, as if they're going to. There's like two. It'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But the important thing is, thanks for joining us we love you it's been it feels like it's been a while yeah it's been it has been a while actually because we were in no it was last week we no did. we did adelaide yeah that that's been a long week shout out to everyone in adelaide because you went to adelaide everything seems a lot longer when you're traveling <sighs> yeah it was it was yeah a lot longer yeah but um yeah thanks for thanks for joining us um for those people that were asking, because I included a pre-show extract for the last episode. And yep. so people that were asking, how do, why don't you just do the extract live? It's like, no, it's paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it, you can, it, it can be free if you watch it live on Twitch. But uh, become a patron and watch the entire thing. That's what, So Mr. Falsty just said, how do we see the up late? Join Patreon. Yeah. Silly buffer. And duffer. also... People who, uh, the last upload that we did, uh, we received really, really interesting comments. I'm, I'm, I read all of them. I'm going to make Jordan I'm, and Miss Lowe. I'm going to be reading them tonight because sometimes we go uh, deep and meaningful. And it was one of those ones. It and was too deep. It was just yeah. the frame of mind that we were in before we started recording it. it that's all that matters. But that's people that laid matters. their lives bare. They, awesome. A lot of them were saying it's the best episode ever. Fuck! Which really tells me that people that. just want to hear... Real like conversations. Re not just real conversations, because we're always having real conversation, but like yeah. really deep inner dialogues that you have with yourself. Yeah. And that can't be done on the podcast anyway. So join the up late and become a patron. Broaden or you... I don't know how people don't know this. Uplate is audio only. Yes. It's yeah, just audio only. Is for audio now. Only. For now, right? No, no, forever. No, it's forever. Like, it's easier. Look, it's easier. not everything has to be video. Exactly. It's, it's it's literally a conversation and it's not it's not particularly a show. We're no, it's not, not a really, show. It's not a show. None of us are thinking about like uh, no, audience numbers and stuff it's, on that. It's a conversation. But anyways, let's start with the pod. <laughs> let's do it. A lot of the pre-show comments were talk about Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, I'm Have scared. you been following the news? Sort of. The last I saw was that wasn't there some sort of peace deal? Some. Oh, I saw. I saw they, the president. I saw yeah, them shake they hands. They agreed in principle 
to not appease Theo, but to have a conversation, which they okay. weren't doing before well, that's that. That's pretty good. But this is something, go back to the first episode, the, the, the podcast that we did, where we did talk about Ukraine and Russia. And I said that something like this is probably going to happen, which is uh, Russia has officially recognized mm. two sort of rogue provinces of Ukraine. Right. Which neighbor Russia? Mongolia. Not Mongolia. <laughs> uh, it's in the Dome region, but. Dome Kang region. Dome, no, did, I look at I don't know the Russian okay, name. Okay, but yeah. these are basically areas in Ukraine that already have a large Russian population. In fact, a majority Russian population. Mm. And they've sort of always been pro Russia. It's the, it's the Western Ukraine side, which. Uh, is has this beef with Russia at the moment. So right. these are the places that already had a stronghold. Yeah. And to be fair, Ukraine's sovereignty in these areas was pretty limited. Uh, it's uh, it's like WA. Is it even Australia? <laughs> but you know, it's like it's one of those places that it tends um, to go like that, like Berlin Wall. Am I right? Yeah. But this is this is big news. So they've officially recognized it. Look, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's happening over here. Um, there's a whole host of different players that are giving out different uh, views on what's currently happening. It's really hard to trust any of them. So from if you look at it from uh, the, the U.S. intelligence community at the moment is saying that Russia is definitely invading uh, Ukraine. And this is just a precursor of them to invade the rest of the Ukraine. That, I think, is also part of U.S.'s negotiation tactic saying that we are preparing for the worst, mm. which means if you come in and take it, we'll be, we'll be met by an equal force. Yeah. Right? Um, you, you, my, my whole thing is that if Russia really wanted to completely invade Ukraine, they wouldn't be stalling it for three months. No. They would do it as like a snap thing before you even knew it, just like they did with Crimea. But either way, I think the... Uh, maybe the reason why Russia would have done this, because this is somewhat a big deal. Uh, I think the negotiations weren't give, going anywhere. I think from the U.S., Russia was probably getting the, uh, the view that the U.S. thinks it's a bluff, which I also agree with the U.S. It was a bluff. Mm -hmm. But Russia was like, okay, how do we scare them to think that this isn't a bluff and we mean business? Which is why I think they did this bit, which is officially recognizing parts of Ukraine, these two provinces. But that's and like a good move, right? I mean, as in it's, for stability. It's a bad move for stability because you're oh, basically great, great. You're eroding the status quo. So stability means keep everything the way ex the way it is. But haven't Don't they, mess around too much. But haven't they uh, acknowledged... Uh, uh, what, my brain saying Belarus. What the hell's wrong with my brain? I don't know why it's saying that. Have they acknowledged Belarus? No, no, I don't know why it's saying Belarus. Have they acknowledged Kiev? Ukraine, parts of Ukraine as being Ukraine? No, they. So they have always recognized Ukraine as Ukraine, but parts of Ukraine they have recognized as independent new countries. And they're which Russian. Which are sympathetic to Russia. Oh obviously. shit! So it's actually not a good move. <laughs> It's not a good move, but it's not the worst move. It sounds a lot worse than it is because these are the areas where the Ukrainian or the Americans never had writ anyway. Right. So it's like, um, 
it's like claiming your your backyard in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah, though yeah. all of Ukraine, you could argue, is their backyard, but this is their immediate backyard, which comes within their boundary walls as well. So it's like uh, telling people that this thing that you already know is mine is definitely mine now. Yeah, that's um, yeah, right. Which is yeah. which is a bit of a, which is a bit. I mean, I I know I'm not like. I'm not like Russia equals evil. I'm not like saying it's even that kind of binary fucking thing. I'm just opting, you know, you just want stability. But I understand, as we were saying in the last part, I understand Russia's perspective of like, you have this many soldiers, this many military bases like on our border. And it's like geopolitical, uh, you know, strategies. It's the opposite of a simple, it's not... Good versus bad. Like we're not. This isn't the Cold War anymore. It's it's what uh, Noam Chomsky, to his credit, again shout out has been talking about this exact issue for the last eight years. Really, where people didn't even think that this was going to be an issue. He was saying this is how I first found out about it too. He was saying that this is around Obama years that uh, the maneuvers that U.S. military is doing in Ukraine with their jets and their military personnel is really putting Europe at risk of a war. Because from at that point- Russia's flex. US's flex at the time. So look, from, from this was what the US thought of the situation at the time. Yeah. They felt that uh, around the time when um, uh, Russia started using force against uh, ISIS, backing Assad in Syria, mm. there was this whole perception in the media that Russia is really strong and it's doing what the U.S. couldn't do because the U.S. was looked at as like a force that was unsuccessful in the Middle East, whether it be like uh, Afghanistan, Iraq. Basically all of it. All yeah. of it, right? And then Russia was with the back, with the backing of, with giving... Backing Afghans. Backing Assad right, in yeah. Syria, right, right. was bombing ISIS and causing some real damage. So mm. the entire sort of global uh, community or media community was saying like, Russia is 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 really uh, is really getting strong, which was untrue. And the Obama administration was saying like, this is all just hype. They're killing a bunch of whatever, like these ISIS militants from aerial bombarding. You think we can't do that with our F-35 fucking the greatest technology, which they're right about, like their jets and their military capabilities are amazing. So they're, they weren't, they just didn't have the backing of the government at the time, which Assad had. Yeah. Right. In every case, whether it be like Afghanistan or Iraq, uh, America was going against the established government. In fact, breaking it down and putting in a new one, which yeah. is much harder yeah. to do compared to there's a rebellion in your country. Back you that. back the government yeah, yeah. and you crush the rebellion. Much right. easier to do. So Russia right. was doing that successfully and the US was unable to do it because in most cases they were usually trying to topple over the government. Yeah. Either way, the Obama administration sort of became insecure that this is sending the wrong message. And their, their argument was that Russia is a weak economy. We... This is around the time when uh, uh, Crimea was done and uh, Obama administration sanctioned Russia. And so they're like, their economy is weak. Their uh, government is unstable. Uh, it's uh, it's nowhere near the height of Russia or Soviet Union's like capabilities during mm. the peak of Cold War. Mm. Uh, they just have an oversized military, which they're flexing on uh, uh, towel heads in... in <laughs> He's allowed to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So this was Obama's opinion, which wasn't completely untrue, 
but a bit overstretching it. So the way they sort of compensated that was by showing aggression to Putin in Ukraine, saying like, "All right, let's let's deal with the big dogs uh, here." There's, it's one thing to go beat ISIS, but like, you, you really think you're that strong and you're right. talking shit about us yep. on these uh, platforms like Davos and the United Nations? Let me tell you what I'm made up of, and their Nukes. version of making making up was. Uh, increasing presence in Ukraine, doing joint military exercises, stationing nuclear or like threatening to station uh, nuclear warheads in Ukraine. This was considered by Russia as too much. This is like mm. wait, wait, wait. It's one thing mm. to compete in places like Vietnam and 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 Syria, but when you bring nuclear warheads to Ukraine, which is right next to me. Your symbol, you're telling me that you're in for a fight. Yeah. Which the Russians were like, we're happy to, we wouldn't want to go at war with you, but if you're going to bring it right to us, we would have no option but to do it. And this is like nine, 2000. 2000s. This is around 2015. Yeah. They actually had a, a pact as well around this time when the situation worsened. But the resolution of that was uh, from the Russian perspective, they were looking at it as like, this is unacceptable. Mm. We're willing to die for this. But do we want to wage a war with the U.S. over this? Mm. And their calculus was probably not. We'll just put diplomatic pressure on it. If there's any skirmishes in Ukraine, we'll fight with our rebel forces. In fact, the areas that are now perceived to be independent by Russia were the stronghold that they were using to fight against the Ukrainians right. or Western Ukrainians. Yeah. And so they were going about it that way. And it all sort of changed around mid-Trump presidency, where I think... From Russian perspective, it's like, oh, yeah, they called us the Bosque case, and we might have been, but the U.S. is currently a Bosque case. Mm. It's an extremely divided society. They're retreating. They've lost in Iraq and the Middle East. So the global perception is that the U uh, U.S. is a declining force. If we want to really challenge U.S. on Ukraine, this is the time. Hit the hammer while it's hot. Trump. Right? Post-Trump. Just current. Oh. Because from, look... This is how the inner workings of the political system work. Let's say the U.S. decides to go to war. From Russia's perspective, they think that there is enough division within the U.S. that this policy wouldn't be completely backed by everyone in the society, which means that there would be people within the army and the bureaucracy that would think that it's not such a good idea to go to war with Russia. And they wouldn't be wrong because mm. even when... Russia was bombing ISIS and the U.S. was saying that uh, Russia is uh, re reprehensible and they're backing this monstrous regime of Assad. A lot of people, whether it be on media, in, in politics uh, or in the bureaucracy, were openly saying, eh, let them do this. This is in our this is in our mm. interest. Russia isn't such a bad them? guy to sort of fracture. No, them? to say that U.S., we don't want ISIS either. All right. If they're bombing ISIS, that's good. Yeah, 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 right. Right? So they were saying, so within the Russian intelligence agencies and their government apparatus, they were like, holy shit. Even if, let's say these people are right and we shouldn't be going to war, this is bad because people within are questioning the state, the narrative of how we want to do about it. Mm. So, and, and Russia saw that too. And they, Russia, okay, irrespective of whether Russia influenced Hillary v. Trump election. I don't know about... Yeah, I think there's proof that they did. Uh, they definitely... Have you seen the film The Social Dilemma? 
Yeah, I have, but I don't uh, look. I don't think that they did. I think no, Trump I th- would have been elected irrespective no, no, no. of the Russians. I don't think either. But there's definitely, I think there's definitely some like Russian hackers that just stir up the pot on there's, social there's media. There's hackers in Russia. There's actually yeah. a huge r- hacker economy in Russia. Really, it, it's uh, the question. In my opinion, is whether it's a state tool that mm. they use, or is it just, or is private? it just a something similar to like uh, Pablo Escobar sending narcotics to the U.S. and challenging their mm. government kind of thing, right? Is it the yeah. is it a is it something from the Wild West Russia that is being tolerated by their government, or is it a tool of Russia to do all of this for? Generate uh, money revenue. We'll see about that, but I, I have my doubts about the official U.S. version or the intelligence version of it. Either way, whatever happens, the Russian government has felt that this is a good time. It's dead. Sorry, bro. Go on. This is a good time to uh, stir up this issue, and we might get like a favorable, uh, favorable deal out of this. Yeah. I don't think they want to have a have, they want to have a fight just yet. Do you think Russia is more unified than America, even though it's considered like a I guess a dictatorship. America is one of the most divided countries in the world at the moment, from yeah. from the from the big countries or the countries of. Why is that the case? Well, this is something that I, it needs a whole podcast on. Yeah. It's like yeah. why did Trump get elected? How well, come no one could tell that Trump was I know, get elected? I know. I think the Trump. Why thing did the January six episode happen? Did people within uh, within the institutions? Yeah, storming yeah. of the Capitol Hill, where people within the institution that were sympathetic to it, how did they even make it all the way inside? There's a whole host of questions that come in. We sh- yeah. probably should do a whole episode on why America is so divided. But either way, I think it's a general fact that they are divided. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and for sure. And and Russia's straight up trying to exploit that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, and China too, I would imagine. Well, probably and China so less. funnily enough, China. There's a whole thing about this is why Russia and I don't think are going to invade Ukraine because right. they don't have China's backing. Uh, yeah. There's a whole host of reasons. China yeah. has at this point has been somewhat silent on this entire debate. Probably and for the, best. the U.S. is looking at China to say something about it. Say that you're with Russia, so we now can have two pronged approach. So we deal with you and Russia, mm. or if you're with us. Then we want that to happen as well, so that yeah. we can put added pressure on uh, Russia yeah. to back down. Now the question is, why are Chinese silent about it? Well, it's it's in their interest to be silent about it. Why do you think it's in their interest? Because it's like Switzerland in World War Two, right? Be neutral. Well, the reason there's two big reasons why uh, China isn't overtly supporting Russia in this. One of the reasons is that China is fucking petrified of provinces declaring independence because they don't want that to happen to Taiwan. Uh, They don't want that to happen to Xinjiang with the Uyghur population. So anytime there is some sort of an independence movement, a province is declaring sovereignty, China's always anti that, just as a matter of principle, because they feel if we support this now, it's going to come back to us and bite us on the ass. So there's that pragmatic reason. The other reason is that during the Cold War, Russia and China became enemies at one point. And China wasn't as developed then. So the way they sort of were modernizing their military post the Soviet collapse was with the help of Ukrainian military expertise. So one of the things that was happening with the Soviet Union was that a lot of their military expertise and their military advancements actually came from Ukraine, which was a big Mm. military hub Hmm. for the Russians. So when the Soviet Union collapsed... So you're saying they're sympathetic to Ukraine? 
Well, not only are they sympathetic to Ukraine, they developed their military fr- with the help of Ukrainians. So they feel like responsible? They still have those ties. Uh, There's massive joint ventures between uh, Chinese arms manufacturing fuck. and Ukrainian arm manufacturing. I did not know that. I so did not know that. If you if they go against Ukraine, they're actually going against their long-term business partners. Shit. Why? That's crazy. Why would Ukraine be... Why would... Like, wouldn't Russia be the military might? Why would Ukraine have, like, military expertise? Because... Ukraine used to be part of Russia, and a lot right. of the a lot of the military installations, were whether it be we're right or wrong, were just there. It's like saying That's that hard uh, for Russia, for yeah, Russia, right? it's it's somewhat similar to like um, uh, WA at some point declares independence, and Singapore has a deal with WA about Psych under like frog. a mine coal mining expertise, and you're like, how the hell does WA have these yeah, all these expertise? Like it just it just happened. It's not even just closer. They just happen to have. For a whole host of reasons, maybe their geography was better suited to it, which in Ukraine's case it was. Uh, Ukraine also is the crossroads to enter into Russia, yeah. so it made sense for the Soviet Union to keep Ukraine as this. It was their flank. It was like right. keep all the forces over yeah, there, yeah, so that yeah. once so we can beat this issue before it even comes to Moscow. If those Romanians think of invading. <laughs> or the Germans or the French or the US or the Brits. Yeah. So for a whole host of reasons, Ukraine has that. And from Ukraine's perspective, once the Soviet Union collapsed, they were open for business. Mm. So they were willing to sell any expertise that anyone wanted. Interesting. And China was a big customer for them. That's fucking so, fun. That's crazy. So China has been some, some silent over this issue completely. Fuck, which I is why that. I think this is an added issue for Russia. Because I do not think that Russia is going to invade Ukraine completely and wage war against uh europe without the backing of china they just no. i don't think it would make uh, strategic would. sense for them to do it yeah i don't as if they're gonna wage war against europe i know europe stands with like well, america the question is let's say let's say russia invades ukraine yeah now even though us is not obligated by any treaty because russia ukraine isn't part of nato Let's say the U.S. decides to go to war with Russia over it, right? Now, this puts Europe in this precarious situation. Yeah. They have to side with something. The Europeans, the last thing that they want is a war with Russia for one massive reason. First of all, this war is going to be devastating. It's going to impact every European country. It's going to cause huge migration crises, human rights abuses. It's like... When there's an issue in Iraq, mm. Syria will get affected. Like it's there. Yeah. The second the, issue is yeah. Russia supplies a lot of gas to Europe, particularly yeah. Germany. Really? Now, the problem with gas is this is becoming even more of an issue because uh, with the climate Flammable. change accords, <laughs> with the climate change accords and everyone talking about being net zero by 2050, in the short term, one of the ways that most of these countries are looking to uh, reduce their emissions is by firstly changing their uh, electricity supply from fossil uh, from coal and, uh, and to oil gas. to gas. Shit. So if let's say Russia blocks the gas supply to Germany, lights out in Berlin. You're talking about food shortages in Europe. 
Food shortages. Yeah, because everything is when electricity. Yeah, you can do. There was a stupid virus in fucking Wuhan. Yeah, and our uh, Woolworths and Coles yeah. were empty for yeah. the longest time. Yeah, so true. these things affect that have a huge chain effect. Shit. So Europe does not want to war- fight a war. Yeah, the U.S. is uh, currently displaying that they're still the biggest, the biggest uh, dawn uh, superpower, yeah. the biggest thug in the area. And they have their ways of pressurizing or even forcing countries that are under their patronage or their global umbrella, countries like Australia, uh, uh, England, uh, whatever, France, to say that, no, you don't have the option Mm. to not fight in this. You're going to have to fight with us. You're with us or against us. The U.S. does this all the time. Yeah. The I think old man Biden might have called his jets. It's funny that Trump seemed to have the least like interventionist policy for apart from that bombing that he did on some guy in Syria or something. This is bound to happen, man. This is what's happening is the US's power is declining. And this freaking people out. like us are talking about how the US power is declining. That is very annoying to the US military industrial complex and the military machinery that us represents because they're like who the fuck are these two to even say Mm. that we're declining Mm. i'm gonna prove to them Mm. that we're not declining how do i prove to them hey russia i'm gonna fuck with you in ukraine and you can't do shit about it yeah we're the largest we're the uh, economic we're an economic power we're a military power we'll fucking crush everyone and they're waiting for something to happen that showcases to the world that this whole talk about declining power is bullshit. They're uh, still the biggest show in town. Yeah, I mean, it might they might that might still that might be the case, but it's like it's a dangerous game, eh? It's that's that's why people like the general population should be shit scared because it's a dangerous game. Yeah, it can also lead to wars, and then there's a power struggle where the U.S. is going to fight the Russians and the Russians are going to fight the U.S. They both of them are going to force other countries to switch sides, and this is all a cock measuring contest. To prove that U.S. still has the biggest... The question isn't whether Russia is more powerful than the U.S. The question is, is the U.S. still as powerful as it was 40 years ago? Mm. That's the question. And so they're going to battle it out to determine that, if that ever happens. Uh, You really... I I thought about... like. After the Cold War, I always thought Russia and America were like... It was almost like becoming chummy. You know, they got... They got... uh, What's his name? The drunk Russian guy? The drunk president? Boris Yeltsin. Yeah. But it was all, I thought it was all, you know, they're all good. And now it's like, really? Russia and, and, and the States are once again at each other? It's like, quit living in the past, man. Could quit, but actually, that's also one of the, it's the same thing that happened in Russia. So when the Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah. Russia was like in no position to exert their influence or show their powers. They were without without firing a bullet, they had lost a war, right? Yeah. So they were sitting over there like open ducks and they were saying, "All right, US, you won. Whatever this game was, you won overwhelmingly. What the fuck do you want us to do now?" Yeah. And the US said, all your oil companies, all of that, we're going to have massive stakes in it. Right. Right. It's all, at, at the end of the day, it's all Money. economic power. Yeah. It's like our companies get to uh, invest in your country and reap the rewards. Yeah. Right. You get a, basically a stake yeah. in your national yeah. resources. And, uh, and how do you do that? 
First of all, privatize everything. All of these industries, this is what US telling Russia, all these industries that you've built over the years, privatize it all. And they did that, which led to these big, massive oligarchs in Russia that controlled everything. And they became, because it was set in the same Soviet model where like, it's a really, it's a really authoritarian country, irrespective of whether it's a democracy or that's just how they, which is why most of their history, they've always had dictators. Like mm. people say, why isn't Russia a democracy? My question is when the fuck was it a democracy? Right. Like, give me one example. Oh, this was a time when it was a perfect, it never was. Their culture is yeah. just different. Yeah. They, they, they want a, a strong man. people. A tough people. A tough people. And a tough people that like centralized power because they feel like if they don't have centralized power, all of these uh, periphery places start demanding too much and want to call for independence. Right. Which is exactly, by the way, what happened when the Soviet Union dissolved. Yeah. Russia was divided. Places like Ukraine ceased to be Russia and became independent countries. Yeah. Which proves the Russian thing. It was like, as soon as, we, as, soon as the power isn't centralized and Moscow isn't calling the shots, there's so many breakaways that we lose half of our country. Uh, does, so, and yeah. we need a strong man that can put everyone in check. Right. That was their view from, and after the Soviet Union collapsed, they just couldn't do anything about it because they were too weak. Yeah. So their country was run by oligarchs. The government power sort of diminished. Mm. Uh, private like, capital became big. Like pseudo uh, dictators, but like private yeah, it interests. Was basically a cartel. A cartel yeah. started running the country <laughs> as opposed to um uh, the the Yeltsin. sort of KGB and 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 the and the communist party yeah when putin around 2009 2008 when he came back into power he was of the opinion that we got a shit deal yeah. this we got fucked over and the way we stop getting fucked over is we rebuild our army we again start opposing us we cut off all of their uh interests and also one of the things that he did was put the oligarchs or the cartel in check. Mm. And so he would openly embarrass them, uh, took away really dictatorial things that a lot of us would be like, well, you can't do this, but that's just the Russian way. And he did that. And so then the US went back and was like, okay, Russia is not our friend anymore right, again. Right, and right. to the point where like now in 2022. So that's when it starts. So it was Putin and yeah. It yeah, was yeah, actually yeah. Putin, but Putin. And, but understand, like, and one of the things yeah. that happened as a result of Putin saying that we got the short end of the stick and we're going to militarize again and we're going to rebuild everything, throw away the Americans, he got widespread Russian support. Because mm, people in like Russia... That. But there is a lot of hate for Putin in Russia too. The question... Like my opinion is that uh, it's a minority. It's in okay. fact the periphery minority. Most, right. I think most Russians at this point support Putin. Right, okay. Particularly after his, uh, his his assault on ISIS, his approval ratings went off the roof. Mm. And the U.S. would say that that's all like fake polls and fake news. I don't think that's fake news at all. Mm. I mm. think that's legit. Most mm. Russians really like Putin. Mm. There's a reason why that motherfucker has been power for that long. But isn't that because he's just president for life kind of thing? Self-imposed? But president for life, if Putin decides I'm the president for life... It wouldn't work. What he needs is public support, public support, yeah. bureaucracy support, because they'll get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. If that's if true. he's not there's, he that's isn't true. Stalin. You could argue that at one point Stalin was in a situation where he really could decide mm. the trajectory of his country. Mm. Putin is saying what I think uh, a lot of his countrymen feel, a mm. lot of his business interests feel that we this is the way we go about it. Because you think about Russia has always been a regional power. They've never been under the uh, the 
they've always had this thing with Western Europe, whether it be Germany, France, whoever was big at the time. Mm. If it was Napoleon, it was France. If it was like uh, Hitler, it was Germany. Russia is, is, is a regional power and these places are regional power. So like they're always going to be at a... Because they're na their national interests are different. Well, oh, yeah. So what you're saying is the the... The infrastructure. Like you cannot tame Russia. You cannot yeah. make Russia your yeah. lackey, which yeah. the US attempted to do. Well, yeah, and, and the, you know, you could say the same for China in that there are sweeping cultural and, and uh, geopolitical and political uh, differences. Like China, like I watched that, I watched that, uh, that um, speech by that professor, English professor, professor uh, expert on China, even from like the generally speaking, uh, racial monotony and and uh, cultural this idea this idea of like one people and one overall narrative to unite it's just a different it's a different um it's a different style of running a a country and it's like not everyone not not everyone can be America yeah and that is one of the I think one of the big problems of the US uh, sort of ideological system. There's nothing wrong with it. I prefer the American system over the Chinese or the Russians in many ways. But one of the big problems of the American system is that it's evangelical. It As wants like everyone else to be <laughs> them. <laughs> That's right? a good word. I like that, evangelical. It's, it's the same thing. You meet. What's the definition of evangelical? Does it not just mean like well, believer? It, believer, but also evangelical. Uh, Ideologue. Uh, they feel that it's their religious duty to convert everyone to their version of Christianity because that's the only way they'll yeah, yeah, survive yeah. the total damnation of hell. <laughs> so in their mind, they're really yeah. nice people. What they're really doing You could doing say the you, same for like the Middle East, right? Oh, for any major Yeah, league. there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but they don't have the power of They yeah, don't have yeah. the power to actually exercise yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are differences even within the M Middle East where certain, uh, certain ideologies are evangelical, but some of them aren't. But aren't... Isn't Russia a heavily religious country as well? Evangelical? Yeah, they are. I'm not talking about in terms of religious. I'm talking about the political structure. So I'm talking about the demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. The word sorry. evangelical, so I'm using. Yeah, you're saying in America, terms of it, it, politically, they're outside their politics. America likes to export is, its yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, feel yeah. comfortable yeah. when you operate in exactly the yeah. same way or with minor differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, like Australia, really, let's be honest. Well, we don't have an option because, again, I mean, I'm not saying that Australia. Australian sort of culture is similar to the US culture, yeah. right? It's all come from Great Britain. So like exactly. we're, we're really similar. So it's I mean, not, yeah. Yeah, like we like it as well. Like we wouldn't want to go into a Chinese dictatorship model. But what I'm saying is that US likes everyone, including China, Russia, to be a democracy, yeah. which is fucked up. Yeah. Which is why you, the point that you were talking about that um, uh, the, the Chinese uh, professor was talking about the differences in the system yeah, the complete and how the Chinese one works for China. Yeah. I think, which a lot of Westerners and Americans are afraid of, because they have an evangelical approach to their political system, they think that China does too. Where they think that if we're not in power, not only it's are the they not a democracy, but we're not a democracy because they'll force us. Well, it's what Jordan, Just like we did with exactly. others. It's what Jordan says about, on that, uh, you know, from uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but America, the idea that America is an empire of war and China's an empire of infrastructure. Well, that's that's an, a factor of their economies. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true, but- Like, what is your take on that? 
do you think China would uh, have the American um, uh, evangelical style of of forcing their sort of? Uh, I'm not. I'm just asking. It depends I'm just asking what like, you consider it to be. So this is brutal fact. China thinks that all maritime trade that happens in the South China Sea, which includes areas that are not theirs. These include shores of the Philippines. They include shores of Japan. They include yeah. a lot of these different countries. Mm-hmm. China thinks it's all theirs. Right. They think they've got the power to do it, which, by the way, is not too different from the U.S. Yeah. The Pacific Ocean belongs to the U.S. It doesn't belong to Colombia. <laughs> it doesn't belong no, to you're Mexico. Right. You're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, if yeah. Mexico was like, no, this is ours, you know what China's going to do? America. Kick them in the, uh, yeah, America's yeah. Kick them in the ass. Yeah. So this is what great powers do in their area. America does it without much challenge. China feels the same way about South China Sea. All of it. You can disagree. I don't think that's a very good solution because there's a lot of countries over there that are afraid of it, but that's just that's how they feel. Sure. Second thing is they feel Taiwan's theirs. Yeah. They feel Taiwan was an anomaly of history. It was it's something that happened when we were too weak to take over it. <laughs> mm. It happened it was they, they feel that it, that this was an era of history that we're going to correct. Throughout the civilization of China, thousands of years, that part of the world was Chinese. Right. Whatever China was at the time, whether it be the Ming Dynasty, whatever it was. But they feel that either way, that's theirs. Yeah. So if someone says, Taiwan isn't yours, Taiwan is an autonomous, independent country that and has, has their own, they, they can have their own military, they can yeah. have their own economy. China thinks that that's threatening, right? Now, does that mean that China wants to take over the U.S.? No, China does not consider the realm of the Pacific and not East Pacific. The, uh, the, uh, for example, China does not think that Atlantic belongs to them, the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> the area between Europe and, and America. America I thinks everything belongs to them. China does not think that. Now, the question for us Australians is we unfortunately or fortunately happen to be in China's backyard. Mm. So the question for us, I think, is that China does not think that Australia is theirs. They don't want to invade Australia, take it over. But you know what China does want? It's like, what is a given? Is like, they you, want trade. They you want, need they to want be neutral. Well, that's, from their perspective, that's like a treat that they give us for following their line. But right. uh, China... Wants you, uh, Australia, not to side with the U.S. Mm. In this, doesn't mean that they want Australia to side with China. They're saying that you need to be neutral. We, on the other hand, look at America as our trusted ally and all that stuff. And for the last 70, 70 years, U.S. has ensured our security. Mm. Uh, the reason why Australian ships were comfortable traveling all over the oceans, going to Japan, dropping off the goods. And not afraid that was something our, bad's going to go down. Was our military might? Yeah, which no, it was. It was. No, it was we knew that it was, it was the, the U.S. was, was, was going to back us if something yeah, went yeah, down. Yeah. The U.S. is going to do it. It was just a bad joke, being like, "Our fleet can take you on." How many ships do you have? Thirty-six. Not even, dude. Like two. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But either way, I so, understand. But yeah. so the, the China wants that. Yeah. And we happen <laughs> to be in China's uh, sort of realm of influence. Yeah. A country like the Britain, if they say we're with the U.S., it's an annoyance for China. 
It's like, well, that sucks because Britain is a big country. It's got good military power. It's got a big economy. We wish they were with us, but like, you know. It's all the way up It there. is what it is. The Britain, obviously Britain is going to side <laughs> with the US. <coughs> if France does it, they feel the same. Yeah. If Australia does it, they're threatened. They're like, oh, okay, look, Australia doesn't have that option because we are so close to them. We, If we went with US, we could cause China a lot of damage. So right, right, right. There's a whole. I've explained it before, but like um, north of Australia is very strategic to block off uh, right. a lot of uh, trade, trade for China, which is going to cripple Fox. them. See, I I forget all the way down here. I always forget that we're close. Like whenever I look at the map, I'm like, yeah, we're tucked down here. No one's gonna. It's all fine, but it's it is close. It is. It's particularly north, like Darwin is yeah. a city. That could do a lot of damage to China. Darwin. If the US was to take over it. Yeah. So China says, the U- okay, we won't take over it, but US doesn't get to take over it either. Is that a possibility? And I'm not talking about with the libs. I'm saying... It's a new world. This, now we are entering the uncharted territory. Why? Because the election. The question is, can Australia actually be neutral yeah. considering our biggest celebrity is Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman, who are Hollywood. Like, we're too integrated with the U.S., is what I'm trying to say. We are so close to the U.S. that this is like, we don't know any other reality where we're not with them. Who are we going to go with? China? Like, we like the fact that you've got money, but, dude, we don't know anything about you. You could royally fuck us over in the future. Yeah. Who knows what you're going to do? At least we know U.S. We know it's... Australian diplomats will tell you, we know U.S. is a fucking... Horrible. It can be a horrible player. It can like mess places. Do you, Australia never wanted to go to Vietnam. Australia never nah. thought that Iraq was a good idea. No, nah, nah, but I they had to yeah. because there was no other option. So yeah. the question for Australia is: What is the next fifty years looking like? At this point, we've sided with the U.S. and we're saying, "Bring it on to China." <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Seems as if globally, the the reasonably extensive period of peace is coming to an end it is we're moving towards some really uncertain future the the difference can be so now the nuance is within australian political establishment so now you've got got the liberal party and people like Peter dutton that feel that if china was to aggressively take over taiwan australia will fight a war with the u.s against china yeah right And that is extremely threatening for China. That means, yeah. all right, this is a coalition now. So we're going to be fighting with you and the U.S. That's what that means. Because Taiwan is ours. That's like saying that freaking uh, no, Alice Springs yeah. is not yours. It's a different country. Like, yeah, for, yeah. from their perspective, it's that. So, like, that's now the labor position is more nuanced. Labor's position is, obviously, we're going to have to be with the U.S. There's so much... Uh, However, we can tell Don't China, comfort them, that your core interests, we're not going to fuck with. Mm. So if you take over Taiwan, we're going to say that that's a bad move. You're a bad player. We, you shouldn't be doing this. But would we go to war with you? Probably not. Now, but if you start taking over Papua New Guinea, then you bet your ass we're going to war yeah. with you as well. So Labour would be very happy to say that. Seems Once you start nuanced. coming into our area yeah, and start yeah. taking over our land, yeah. then we're at a hostile track. Mm. Labour is saying, at the moment, we don't have to. 
Mm. Do you want to take over Papua New Guinea? China's saying, no, okay, then we're... But they say that you want to take over Taiwan. So Labor's like, okay, bad move, but we're not going to go to war over that. Yeah, seems a lot more nuanced. So now, so we'll see the battle, the battle of ideas, which is why even this election has become so... China, 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 Which partly has to do with, I think this is this was a bad move by Scott Morrison and he's going to pay for this because what's happened is, okay, this is open and I can talk about it because Jordan isn't here. I'm going to lay the fucking facts bare. Boom. Right? China looks at Labour Party as a better option than the Liberal Party to come into power for the reasons that I've told you. Yeah. It's they they're not on their payroll. Mm. It's not like the Chinese the communist no. government is paying the Labour Party. No. It from China's perspective, if I was sitting there and if I was a Chinese diplomat, I'd be like, I want Labour to win mm. because that is leading to a part where I'm not fighting a coalition yeah. with the Australia and the US and in the near future. Mm. So I'd rather the Labour win. So now what the intelligence community has, Australian intelligence community has gone up to the government and said. China thinks that labor is a better option. Now, the way they're doing, the way they're trying to make this happen is that they want influence within the parties, whether it be liberal or labor. They want influence in both parties, but they feel that labor is more conducive to Chinese positions. Right. So they are trying to sneak in a few people within the state apparatus covertly, whether it be liberal or labor, but more right. so labor. Right. And so. The intelligence community has gone to Scott Morrison and has said that. And Scott Morrison's like, wait, 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 one second. Can you repeat that? Are you saying that China wants labor to win and they are funding activities to infiltrate that? And the intelligence community is like, we're not saying they're infiltrating. We're saying that they're going to try to buy influence. In both sides. In, in both sides, but mainly labor because they feel that that's a better outcome for them. And Scott Morrison's like, bingo. Yeah. And he goes to the press because he's already losing in polls. He goes like, China is backing labor. Yeah, I knew it was going to come. And you know why? Because he, this is a calculated strategy from his end. Because he knows if shit goes bad, if let's say there's a commission and they're like, these, these are extreme accusations. Can you prove to me why you're saying this? And China is going to be, uh, and Scott Morrison is going to be like, ask the ASIO chief. That's he already happening. That's already happening. And now the ASIO chief or like these intelligence communities are freaking out. It's like, that's not what we're saying, dickhead. <laughs> We really? were telling you from is like an right? Australian perspective right. that this is a problem. Right. You're heavily politicizing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now my ass is going to be online. Shit. So because they, they, they could do a royal commission to the ASIO. Yeah, because then ASIO is going to be like, what are you doing? You're influencing elections here. And ASIO, and they're like, no, we don't want to do that. Like, so, so they have come out publicly and said, Scott Morrison is politicizing really? this issue. Is that really what's happened? They're covering their ass. Is that really what happened? Yeah. Wow. They're covering their ass because they're like, they don't want this because labor isn't, it's not like the labor is getting paid by them or labor is no, actively yeah, yeah. looking to no. pursue Chinese interests. They're looking to pursue Australian interests that happen in some areas to coincide with Chinese interests. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference here. Yeah. So if you're accusing labor it's common, I mean, I understand of being a lackey of China, you've got to have some evidence. Yeah, it's a big call, yeah. And Scott Morrison's evidence is, the ASIO chief told me, and ASIO chief's thing is, Scott Morrison is fucking politicizing <laughs> it and he's lying. So I think this is going to eventually backfire on Scomo. Holy shit. <laughs> but we'll... God, it's just, it just plays out of a... 
it, it reads out of a playbook, a rule book. It's like, okay, and now we now we make these particular accusations about China and their relations to labor. Like they're both the color red. That should swing most of it. You know, it's just like standard. And it's going to have, it's definitely going to affect, you know, my mom. And my, like, they're going to be like. I don't think so. I, well, I mean, maybe it affects your mom because your mom clearly has a very anti-commie perspective. Yeah. yeah. But I think, and this the, is my guess. Again, I might be wrong about this. I think that the Australian public will see through this bullshit. Mm. It's also like coincides where Scott Morrison has no other option. This is his last. Yeah, He's yeah. using his ace When's card. the election? We don't know, but uh, it could be anywhere between March and May. Okay. So we'll have to see when it's cold. I think Morrison is waiting for the right moment. Here's another thing. Mm. Do you know what Scott Morrison secretly is fucking kicking himself about? That ACA interview? <laughs> that too. But he is, he, is, he is pissed off, and this is, again... I don't have evidence for this, but if I was Scott Morrison and I was applying his strategy, this would be annoying for me. All of international news coverage mm. is currently on uh, Ukraine and Russia, right? Everyone is concerned. Right now, Russia is the evil demon for the world. From Australia's perspective, we don't care about that as much because it's too far away. For us, we care about China. And China isn't backing Russia. At this point, they're yeah, silent. Yeah. So from Scott Morrison's perspective, that's a fucking tragedy. Oh, because Think of it from his perspective. Yeah. If China was backing Russia, there's almost a war breaking out in Europe. Yeah. He could tell the electorate or the public, look at that. Labor is talking about negotiating with China yeah. and China is taking over Europe. We're next. Yeah. But he can't do that because China isn't doing that. So yeah. he's fucking kicking himself. <laughs> do you know what he's doing? What? He came out with a new thing just today saying that uh, China pointed a laser pen at us. Literally. What? He is saying that one of the submarines or some uh, infrastructure was, uh, they put like a laser. You know, it was like gun yeah. lasers or something. They put like a laser on one of the submarines or something. And that is absolutely <laughs> reprehensible. And China needs to pay for this. He's bringing, he's trying, he, from Morrison's perspective, he wants the media to be reporting on China all the time. Yeah. And the media, unfortunately for him, is reporting on Russia at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Jesus really wants the Christ. attention to come back to China so he can paint labor as bad. Isn't it, isn't it, fuck, isn't it insane when you break down, when you break down the effect of the media? When you really talk about it, even for one second, this is for me, maybe not for you. Well, you would, you would know it. In like deeply anyway, but call it the propaganda model, call it um, just the influence of the media, the power it has in in shifting the dialogue and the narrative in the direction it should go. Every time is just terrifying. It's not like you have to de dive deep into it. Even the way you just said it, where it's like this is what the media is talking about. Scomo's pissed off. What do you? It's like what what's really being said there? The media uh, sets the agenda. And it's just like, it's, it's... I don't think in this case, the media is following the agenda. The media is following whatever is currently happening and what they think will get the most amount of viewership. Right. Currently, there is no fucking war brewing in Asia Pacific. 
So the, there is genuine war brewing in Ukraine right now. Yeah. So from from the media's perspective, I can talk about China. They're just reporting. That would help Scott Morrison. Yeah. That would help the right wing, but it might not get me that many views. I'm going to focus on Ukraine at the moment. And as soon as something happens in Taiwan, then or like anywhere else, then the media will shift focus, which is why big players in politics sometimes artificially create things. Yeah, yeah. So like this is a conspiracy theory, but you say the right wing though. There are obviously people in the right wing that are not pro that might have Labour's stance on on with China, surely. Very few, I think. Right, okay. Very, very few. Right. Uh, in Australia's case, most of the public is anti-China too. Yeah. Which is uh, an uphill battle that uh, pragmatic people would have to fight over here because it's just... Yeah, the, the, the situation is bad for rationality at the moment. So most of the right wing is right, okay. really hawkish on China. The other thing is Australian politics, Australian uh, state institutions, judiciary... Uh, political parties have been heavily infiltrated by the US. This is something yeah. that we don't talk about. We're afraid Aspie. of China. Aspie? Not just Aspie, everything about it. Like mm. we, our links with the US are so strong that they have infiltrated literally every aspect of our society, which we're comfortable with because we trust them and everything. But one of the big disadvantages of that is that they no on the whim, no can control our policy right. really quickly. Right. So Imagine if all our lives were spent, as we said that. It could, it could. Yeah, but I tell on. you one thing. If you were in the parliament, whether you be Labour or uh, Liberal, you would be, you would have to toll US's line. Mm. Because you know what, what we are afraid of with China? We're afraid that they will uh, buy our, they will buy infrastructure, they will penetrate our society so much that we wouldn't have an option to go against them. Which is exactly what they're not telling you is exactly the situation that U.S. has on us. Mm. We do not have the option to go against the U.S., which is why the entire right wing and a dominant part of the left wing is hawkish on China, mm. and the public is hawkish on China. Mm. Our uh, media is, in many regards, controlled by the U.S. Like Murdoch might be Australian, but he is really he's, he's 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 an American supported global media man yeah. so he's yeah. he might no, no, be australian but he's not really australian nah, yeah 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 fox he started fox news yeah. yeah so what we're afraid of that china is going to do what no one tells you is that america has already done to us so it's just there's there's very little room in our government to go against that which is why us is oh sorry china is doing all of that shit that the asio chief is talking about because they're saying beat fire with fire if we want australia to be neutral their entire political uh, base, their all their state institutions are completely controlled by the U.S. How do we reach a favorable outcome for us? Well, you try to do the fucking same. You try to do exactly what the U.S. is, slowly chip it away, which is bad news for us because that means we're an epicenter of a cold war, which is why I'm saying we're in the future is uncertain, my friend. Croatia's looking mighty warm right now. <laughs> Dual citizen... Cro is Croatia's weather good? Yeah. Oh hey. shit! The main man is here. He's here. Perfect timing. Actually, and he's drunk. Oh no, he's attacking me. He's drunk. Hey, we kicked him off. <laughs> la 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 la. That's a callback call for call anyone back. watching. You want to say hello? Come down here. Get uh, down. Show you the shit I've been doing. Okay, this is live, people. 
What? Show me, show me. What shirt? Did you see uh, any of our friends? What was embarrassing? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I didn't, I didn't notice shit. You just missed it? Christ. No, I don't have it. Well, explain it. No, no, no. I was just, there's a mic. Well, well yeah, yeah, we'll you get. What, uh, what happened? Tell us about the show, post-show. We weren't kidding people. He's back. Um, they were a good crowd. They were in something that's basically a hidden economic slash history lecture. <laughs> well, I don't know, but like the sound guy was saying, didn't you hear that? There was cunts at the back that wouldn't shut up the entire show. Fucking cunts. Why were they allowed in? <laughs> Jesus, we're alive. Yeah, well, why are they being so rowdy? I don't know, because they would have fun. Yeah, well, then why the fuck did they... Get? My show isn't fun. There's no <laughs> fun there. Well, some people disagree. disagree. And they gave me some garbage. Wow, that's, that, that's how you truly know that you're a comedian, when you're just being like, stop laughing. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Which there was actually a few moments like Comedian. That. It was amazing, because the jokes that I thought would land did not. And then me just being like, yeah, so uh, in Cambodia, probably 350,000 people died. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Must've been very drunk. <laughs> Those fucking uh, little fucking HSP cunts at the back. So they were the ones <laughs> screwing it up, were they? It's dead, unfortunately. It's dead. Uh, uh, <laughs> and they gave me some garlic bread, so they're okay with me. And that's why you let him in. Did they pay? Yes, they paid. They had tickets. Fucking bastards. But anyway, <laughs> that happened. And then, man, my shirt was so sweaty. Oh. And I couldn't do anything. And it was just there. Oh, and like, the wrong color. The, the wrong, wrong color. color. Shit, that is a killer. It the is wrong a killer. Color. Dude, you know what? Next time that happens, I've got the best solution. Go, what's his name? Bert, whatever. Just take it off. No shirt. You can't see sweat. That would be kind of no cool, shirt. actually. Just be like, yeah, and then just be like, that's it. Yeah, that, he's right. He's right. That's not about. That's not hey, about. That fuck, P90, that's not bad. All that P ninety. Show them your abs. P ninety. This ass. motherfucker's got proper abs. No one gets to see them. Yeah, look, it's not a bad call. Get it off. Get, Get it <laughs> off. Yeah, well, I, did it, take did, it. No, did, take uh, it. Did anyone? Ah, oh, look, fuck it. It's all, it's all part of the show. I mean, it's a comedy show, so it's like that's funny. Gives a fuck, right? You're not doing. Nah, look, it is embarrassing when you're like. Yeah, who gives sweaty. a shit? This man's not. This man hasn't been known to be like. Oh, wait a sec. And something that embarrasses me. Well, I won't. I can't be having this in friendly Geordies. No, no, no. It's not that. I don't mind it if it like works as a gag. That's fine. But I think people were staring horrified while there was like <laughs> drunk lebs at the back being like. <laughs> Lay off the lebs. There was, was a lot of people out there. With those lebs. There was a lot more people Why there. Why are you hanging out? Why are you? That was them. What that was, was those pricks. I swear to God, conspiracy it was. theorist. I told Everything you. is wrong. It's these I, five be, men. Before you came, he told me that there were these lebs that were like really cool. They were wearing fanny packs and cool. They, and That's I, an interesting and choice I of word. And I told him, I was like, they're gonna hate that fucking show. And what are they, they doing? Gonna, what are there? they doing there? Why are they there? They're like you. And so they were causing disruptions. Yeah, they were causing tr trouble as usual. Yeah. Well, they were funny that much <laughs> well that's true like yeah look i suppose there's like two comedy shows happening at once yeah exactly only one spotlight yeah. i know it's just my mic did you see our friends anyone or they all left was it angie there gabe was there my brother was there i don't know who's, who's that i think fucking angie was there really because i there's a little teaser yeah. and it is a teaser 
Miss Love makes a guest star appearance in the show. And when he did, I was looking at her the whole time thinking, I'm pretty sure I saw you at Macca's funeral. And then she just goes, oh, Miss Love, no. (laughs) (laughs) It must have been her then. Why, Miss? Comedy, that's and why. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't answer. Because did anyone come up to you after the show? Yeah, did you just, did you just one guy came up afterwards. Oh, so everyone and else he left. demanded more of you two on the main channel. I know that guy. He talked to me too. The blonde one, kind of blonde guy. The fucks with this. I, this is this is a fucked thing that I hear as well. Could we just get some basic manners here, right? You <laughs> want uh, uh, <laughs> why is it socially acceptable? To heckle the entire show and then afterwards say, that was me, I was heckling the whole... Oh, t- my God. Do you know Why what? would you draw attention to that? So. Just do one or the other. <laughs> like, don't heckle or hide what it. What did you say to that person? I just looked at him horrified and then he Good. just stared back, not being able to read my face. Fuck, it was a Christo came. Yeah, pretty much. It was another one. It was another one. Uh, I think it's because of fucking Jimmy Carr. He ruined it. All of those comedians that do crowd work... And there's some that would openly say, I want people to heckle me. And it also, like, a lot of those people that do that are, like, they're not smart at all, man. They think they've done... They think you'd be proud of it, but they don't realize they've ruined your entire rhythm. (sighs) Was it annoying? You're now thinking about them instead of your point. You've made the show less funny. You've ru- you've ruined everyone's vibe by it doing sucks. it. It sucks. But they don't know that because they don't real they don't realize what they think you're just like a cool guy that goes up on stage, cracks jokes, funny things, and done. They don't know that you've been preparing this for a year, writing yeah, they the entire don't, thing. No appreciation of the art. <laughs> I tell you, you're absolutely right, though, Ali. It is that, and uh, you know what, though, I've just kind of realized that best way to deal with hecklers in that show it took me years is because it basically is just doing a high school yeah. lesson yeah you just have to spend yourself like a teacher you just have to talk over the top of people just being like yeah. and the really interesting thing is yeah michael yeah that's interesting like you're you just, really you act good, like that but you're really good at just being like huh you shut the fuck up and then continue you're pretty good at just like he handles hecklers very 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 well i've never seen i you. feel like sometimes a bit too harsh like someone nah, today was just like fuck him Oh, I, I know who Cicero is. And I was like, yeah, that's because you're a cunt. And then I looked down and it was a 50-year-old man. I was like, doesn't, <laughs> dude, he doesn't deserve dude, that. Spot on. No, he deserves You're a cunt. Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> dude, what are you talking about? That's gold. He probably was too. Yeah, he probably yeah, was. Well, I don't know him, maybe. Honest. He was wearing yeah. a bro shirt though. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's really? a fan. Yeah, I felt really nah. bad. Look, they know what they're getting in. They get getting themselves into. So were, were the big moments good? You know, I don't want to say it. I don't want to spoil it. No, no the spoilers. big moment was huge. Yeah, they thought, yeah. I, I felt like so. Obama at just one of those, like, <laughs> teachers' unions where there's all these wet 50-year-old women while he's sitting there just being like, oh. don't tell me that striking's bad for the economy. What's bad is having teachers that can't afford their rent. <laughs> it, was, it was that. It was, it was one of those moments. You know what's crazy? Uh, because I sort of saw just like two seconds at the beginning, I just looked around and I'm like, this is the crowd that's going to appreciate that gag. Like, but, I, but mm. You've seen that gag working at Late in Sydney now. Yeah. What's the reaction like? What happens when the I, first bit happens or what happens when the second I have, bit I haven't seen either of them. What? You were, I, you I, were with Jordan. I left. I didn't see the show. I'm here. What are you talking about? No. Like, I mean, when you were in Adelaide with him. Oh, and in Adelaide. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, it was it was pretty. Is it like it was pretty hor- horrified? No. Nah, it was pretty chill. Like the first one was uh, extremely chill, and the second one was like more rowdy. I feel like Adelaide is a bunch of like royals living there. They're very like quiet, whereas Sydney mm. is, mm. you know. I mean, it's called Adelaide for fuck's sake, but like Sydney is just this all on, walks of life. It's the riffraff. It's the fucking Sydney. all walks like, and they've all come in. They want a fucking party, like dude. Sydney they're a, a rowdy crowd. Yeah, they think they're at a cursor concert. They think they they're at a, it's a rowdy crowd. It's not a tough crowd. It's a dude, rowdy it's crowd. A, I I've noticed this that Sydney will only laugh or clap if they really think you deserve it. Like they've got this whole thing of like I really know comedy and I'm gonna only give you this appreciation. If you truly deserve it. Whereas Melbourne is the Maybe. opposite. They're really, they, they would support you. Even if they think you're doing badly, they'd like, they cheer on, they laugh. Dude, that's definitely, yeah, you've nailed but it, Ali. And that's Adelaide exactly is just happy that you're there. I think that's the difference. Yes. But he's also right as well that they're just quite polite about it. And they think they're going to an Oscar Wilde play. Yeah. And Sydney and thinks they're going to one of those playhouse plays for kindergartners. Yeah, and they... they <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the fucking... The Lebanese guy's like, wait, can we eat in here? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, no, come on. Like, we're going to bring some food. I'm like... What? Like, I was like, I'm like, dude, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I need to like get people in. I can't like be t- having a one-on-one conversation with you about if you can specifically bring... And they brought so many plates of food in. Fucking so, hell. So much. It was like, it was like, it was like pastas, shitty chips, wedges, fuck. more wedges, garlic bread. And they bribed me with garlic bread. And I, you know, I, look, I took it with good merit. <laughs> so that's why they were in. You got bribed. No, with the they cheapest had, food imaginable. No, they had tickets. I saw they had tickets. Oh, man. I feel real. Fuck. How bad would it be being super wog, eh? Why? Because that's oh, your yeah. whole audience. It's it just would be rowdy. Yeah, but but, they, but, they, but they he's not howling. talking about Rome and Cicero and Julius Caesar. He's like, you drive a ute because you're bogan. And you, you drive a Mercedes because you just made some money, didn't you? Like, that's their entire day. And all these understudy like, to yeah. Understudy. All I heard when I was leaving was, uh, it was a photo of, you like, Cy the Great. And one of them was like, oh, is that the uh, Gangnam Style guy? Oi, oi, oi. I was like, no, I left. Ugh, I was like, fuck. and then at that point, I was like, I should just turn around. There's a way better show happening behind me. Mm, mm. And you were right. Can't compete but all with in it. A, but all in all, that, that, that guy. all in all was good. You enjoyed yeah, it? Yeah, I think all in all, it was good. I think that if that was Angela, she was horrified the whole show. Great, I, great. She was just a, a mini. Teacher, basically. Yeah, teeny mini teacher. Yeah. If she's not a teacher now, I'll be very surprised. I think she... Yeah, me too. Okay. Ever, imagine she's a member of the Liberal Party. I never noticed. Have you ever been... It's like, shame. Shame. Disgusting. Disgusting. Caesar was good. Fuck you. This man doesn't care about your housing prices. <laughs> <laughs> Expose your emails. How much do you make? Hypocrite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the other opposite of it where people that are in the crowd, even if they like slowly whisper or something to the partner next to them, like some someone's like, stop talking, there's a show going on, security, take them out. I, I, fuck. Okay, you know why? Because they were libs with bum bags. That's why no one. No, no, no. That happened to me in Adelaide. I was at the merch desk talking to someone. And a portly man with a big beard just went, do, do, 
and just went like, can you guys please be quiet? I, I can't hear the show right now. I'm just like, this is awkward for both of us. <sighs> I, so you were the lib yeah. at my own show. <laughs> yeah. I kid you not. I was the lib. I pay you to be there. Correct. This is a true story. <laughs> hey, I sold the merch. I get it the job done, eh? You, you got some of the HSP for me? <laughs> and that is me just being like, yeah. where the fuck's the shinnies? That literally happened. Like, eat where the fuck's the food in this place? This is bullshit. Oh, what the fuck? What have to pay money for it? <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking outrageous, really. What? I'm still more angry at the libs because there's five U's there, but still. Well, look, that's probably why I liked them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kindred spirits. You care about food a lot. That's right. Don't care about various th- ethnic concerns. Yeah, Red. Uh, probably when Trump came up, they were like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, strong man." For sure, for sure, <laughs> like good guy, bro. Funny guy. Funny. Uh, no, I'm. Very, well, they're not wrong. I'm very keen to see to hear some of the uh, responses, but uh, look, I I would have loved to. I tell you what, so far they've been good. Sick. I would have loved to have seen the uh, the show. Man, I've realized more and more with comedy. I mean, I realized, I knew this, but so much depends on the crowd. I reckon the show's 20%. The other 80 is the crowd. You could, like, that crowd, you could have gone up there and improvised the show and they would have looked, they would have loved that. Classic Geordies. I noticed that about, this is always the thing that's annoying. You, you, after a while, you realize there's kind of like four or five different crowds, right? But it takes you about 15 minutes to figure out which crowd it is. Oh, yeah. So you're doing you one style because you're you just using the imprint of the previous crowd, yeah, which was yeah, yeah, yeah. the Adelaide crowd. So yeah. I realized that I have to be quite yeah, uh, the ABC royal, presenter. Yeah, the royal kind of, family. You were performing to the royal family. Performing to the royal family. So I was making sure that it was clear and enunciated. But then they didn't want that. They wanted Miss Taylor sitting there being like, this guy, yeah. guy, shut up. Yeah, this yeah. guy here, that, his name was Marius. Yeah, it's Sydney. Did anyone know that, that guy's name? Yep. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Just pay attention. Yeah, one of the Hughes sort of saying, like, shut up. Fucking hell! Like, and I, frankly, I wanted it. I, it works. I don't know that you you get swept up on in the in the uh, in the crowd. Like, you get swept up in what they're feeling. You become part of that. So it's hugely depends. Like your test shows was what like forty strange young people <laughs> with <laughs> you know uh. weren't really there for a comedy show, were they? You know. <laughs> Don't know what they were there for, and it was reflected in their, uh, in their, in how they responded. You know, it's huge. It's it's really really fascinating. It's really cool. Crowd psychology is endlessly fascinating. It is. If you experience that, I can't remember which comedian it was, but like some big American comedian was saying that the greatest feeling ever is particularly when you're doing an arena where there's like thousands of people. When the entire arena becomes one audience, like Mm. it's just one person where. Mm. They're all reacting exactly the same way mm. as if they've already seen it and know it by cue. Mm. And he's like, it happens sometime, but when that happens, that show just freaking kills it. No, he's, he's definitely right. And I think that that's one comedian that I used to speak to said that, which was a lot of the time when you go on stage, he swears it's like a subconscious psychic thing. The audience decides together what audience they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. During the show. Sometimes they're like a very well-behaved audience. Sometimes they're, they're like, yeah, yeah, take it off. You know, that, that audience. Yeah. It depends. Yeah, it totally depends. Really fucking depends. But it's yeah. like, it is incredible that 
the crowd actually does become one mind. And even if they are a mind that is scattered and whatever, they're all behaving yeah. the same way. Yes, yeah, yeah. And they influence each other. There's That's a, what's amazing a, about it, yeah, isn't it? A, it's, like, it's like this uh, contagious thing where they start to kind of influence each other. That's yeah. what happens with me. Like I'll go to a place and be like, you'll start to sort of feed off what, what everyone else is putting out. And rowdiness is infectious. Rowdiness, yeah. Rowdiness leads to more rowdiness. So this is a true story, Miss. And I was at one of those shitty comedy shows. Mm. Um, it was in Surrey Hills in one of those dingy apartments. They've set it up, right? <laughs> and so there's about like literally 20 people yeah. or maybe 30 people as the audience members. Yeah, this was just me. It was just me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's these up and coming comics that are like doing it, right? So <laughs> one of them is on stage. The guy who's next to me. Yeah. Oh, actually, I was with someone. But like there was a guy who I met who I had known. I think you might have also you might also know him. Right. He worked at FBI. Oh. He, was, he became a band manager for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I do know the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy was there, right? So I go, I was like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just chilling. Anyway, so we sit down. He's right there. This another guy behind me. Poor guy has a cough, right? So he would cough uh, like during the scalet. <coughs> yeah. And this guy, he would look at me. The, the band manager guy goes like is this guy about and i was like yeah i know right but i'm just thinking poor guy's a fucking cough dude. Just calm down yeah and so the same thing would happen and then the guy at some point go, would go <clears throat> and the band manager again would at this point he would look back he's like hey can you not <laughs> and, the guy, and the guy is like <laughs> this is this is his end here i swear to god true story yeah and the guy's like oh yeah sorry sorry <clears throat> and he does that and he's just like okay <laughs> like literally eight minutes <laughs> go by and he goes <clears throat> And this guy gets up and says, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Also disrupting the show, by the way. And the girl oh, that I was with, fuck. the girl that I was with is like, is he your friend? I was like, I'm, I know, he's an acquaintance. <laughs> like, Amazing. Anyways, you gotta respect so, it, man. You gotta respect yeah, it. Four time, four time, he goes, <clears throat> this band manager gets up, goes to security, like, throw him out, throw him out. <laughs> Pretending that he... He's just an audience member. He's got no power in that situation. So he's like, what's he doing? He's like, so the security, so I'm hearing the conversation and the security guy's like, what's happening? He's like, he's disrupting the entire show. He's been doing it. I've given him warnings. The security guy's like, he comes up and he says, uh, you, the, the guy who's coughing is like, you got to cut it out. You, you, you're disrupting yeah. the show. Yeah. And the, the guy, great comedy that's happening is probably some guy yeah, being like, like, now on to my this, mom. This, Asian this guy is my mom. Like, eh, I've thought of killing hookers. And he's like, he's doing his bit right when this entire thing is happening. Jesus. And then uh, the guy who was coughing, he just gets up and leaves. <laughs> Poor now guy. that is extreme. Is what I'm he saying. fucking left. He left. I don't know whose side I'm on. I, it's too confusing. I like them. I like them all. I like them all too. I really sympathize with Ali's perspective. However, that like, yeah. I think that was a bit of an overreaction to someone trying to conceal their... Like, yeah, trying, trying, trying. all he can. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't really control that. Like, I don't think he's doing... Who goes to a show and is like, <laughs> time for me to have my fun. <laughs> like, no one's doing that. No one's doing that. <laughs> Actually, there's probably some Maybe people doing someone. <laughs> Hey, speaking of, Gabe, I assume, went to the show. He did. Because I've gotten an exclusive text I've from someone waiting. from the House of Love. In fact, the founder of the House I've of Love. I've been waiting for his, uh, his deep 
Yeah, he's deep analysis. This is better than ad lead advertiser, but cool. Well, it is. Uh, it's, it's more weighty. <laughs> it definitely is. It's more weighty. Uh, he sent me, you know, he's messaged me too, so I might have read it. You go first. Uh, prepare yourself. This is his review. <clears throat> Just in case you're wondering at home if you should go. Listen up, you fat fuck. We're closing in. Heat seeking smooches, rent seeking gooches, beekeeping pooches. Vino Vidi Vicious, bitch. <laughs> this is one of our good friends. Yeah, what this is a cryptic <laughs> message? Nobody's messaged me. What? I just opened this. This is hectic. Hectic. Listen to this. He sent the Port Adelaide Power Theme Song 2020. I don't, 22 years. I don't, yeah, but like Port Adelaide. <laughs> That's why I don't. Who the fuck? So first of all, AFL is pretty fringe, really, in this circle. And Port Adelaide, you mean maybe just send the Swans on? We en route. Tell Jordan that's the entry for me and Gogs. We're gonna bring the tattoo gun and some celebratory champagne. Yo, we're on our way. Can you let us in? So I think they're like outside. I just saw it. Oh, here? Yeah. Well, that's going to be a fun up late. If you want to listen to that, you know what you have to do. You have to pay money to listen to evil Miss Love, basically. The scariest man we know trying to give us all tats. Ali, you're first. Uh, he can warm up on you. And on that note, <laughs> Holy shit. you have to say goodbye. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. They're calling. This is fucked. I, uh, no, no, no. Wait until we're off here. Yeah, yeah. Join on the up late for some face tattoos, I suppose. Yeah, become a patron. Um, thanks for joining us. Listen to the pre-show and uh, listen to the up late. It's been swell. This is why we need an up late to have a video. No, you're ruining the vibe, dude. You're going to ruin the up late. Yeah. Cameras make you feel cautious. Oh, they're saying film it. No, we don't. We film enough, dude. We, we, we're fucking like, we, do, we don't want to be literally the Truman Show. Like, can we not like have... No, we're not doing that. It's not like, give us a bit of pride. Like, is this not enough? Is three hours of us not enough that is then re-uploaded onto several platforms that you need us for the one intimate, more intimate time of our things? Like, no, 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 it's not intimate here. He's just <laughs> no, tell us about your feelings, dickhead. <laughs> no. It's not happening. You can't, it's Sorry, it's yeah. not happening. Become a patron uh, <sighs> and listen to the uplay. Yeah, and, uh, at your own disclosure. And watch the pre-show. The pre-show was recorded. Anyway, see you guys. Bye. Thanks for joining Bye. us. Bye. Thank you for your time.